1: I just point to the logo on my chest and tell him. Slam me, ego, slammy, egg go, slam slammy, a hit it up heart. Hit, hit it Hit with strike. Hit with strike. From the national anthem, anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slam me, ego. Slammy ego. Slam me ego.
0: What's up everybody, welcome to episode 310 of Talking Friars, thank you so much for tuning in here, I am Ben Fadden, we got a fun one here as we count the days towards 2023, we're almost there, almost there. Let's count down the top five Padres games of 2022. Obviously, this past season was a great one. There were a lot of great Padres games. Uh, We didn't know that the Padres were going to get to the NLCS, which provided more great games for the Padres, Uh, but it was great that they did. It makes this ranking a whole lot easier uh, because there were some great postseason games that obviously you rank up higher than, you know, some Alfaro walk-offs or whatever that we might've put up here in the top five uh, if the Padres didn't get as far as they did. Uh, but let's start here. We'll go from five to one reverse order. So we'll have sus- some suspense. So uh, if you want to know what number one is, stay tuned till the end. Uh, but we'll start at number five or actually here. We'll start with some honorable mentions first. Cause I think that's important. Um The Drury Grand Slam in his debut, it was Juan Soto's debut, it was Josh Bell's debut. That was a great game, Uh, right out of the gate, just Grand Slam. I think Soto walked in his first at-bat. That was a great atmosphere. That was like a playoff atmosphere. Everyone was on their feet for the Soto at-bat. Everyone was cheering, gave Soto a standing ovation when he went and was running onto the field before the game. To you know, start stretching and stuff. Like it was a playoff atmosphere, uh, and so that was a great game. I think Crony homered in that game. I think Manny homered in that game. That's an honorable mention. That was a great one of the maybe the best regular season game of 2022. I think another another honorable mention uh, was the Jake Cronenworth walk off game against the Dodgers. Remember, I think Clev started that game. There was definitely some ups in that game. There were some downs. He gave up the home run to Freddie Freeman, then so they were down. Then they came back. I think Soto had a big hit. Manny, I think, scored on that hit. If I remember, maybe it was the other way around. Uh, But they had they had some great hits there. Went to extra innings. Jake Croneworth delivered that walk off single. Um, That was a cool moment. Obviously, that photo afterwards of Croneworth about to throw his helmet, and you had Chris Taylor just standing there. uh, that was, a, that was a cool picture uh, to have, a cool moment in that regular season. Another honorable mention was the Alfaro walk-off three-run home run on Mother's Day. Uh, I, I was not in San Diego at this point. I was in New York, but I remember sitting in my dorm watching that and just slamming the table and screaming and clapping really, really loudly. Um, when that happened, uh, Don's call I thought was great on TV and I know it was against the Marlins. It wasn't against the Dodgers or anything like that, but to end it with a walk-off home run on Mother's Day, I think that was pretty dang cool. Uh, so those are some honorable mentions. Let me know in the comments on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, what other honorable mentions you'd put in there. Give me your top five. Uh, I will, Obviously, here's my top five just in a moment. Uh, but honorable mentions, top five, whatever you want to do, let me know in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, let me know on social media, at Talking Friars, or just go to the YouTube, and in the comments, uh, let me know your list of your top five games of 2022. Let's get started here. Again, reverse order, so from five to number one. Number five for me was the National League wildcard game one. Padres won that one 7-1 to one over the Mets. Uh, what I remember was the great start the Padres had in that game. You had the home run from Josh Bell right? I mean, first at bat didn't do a whole lot after coming over from the Washington Nationals in a trade, hits the home run. It's like, whoa, boom, you know, opposite field. I think he was a lefty at that point, opposite field takes to left center. All right. There's a statement. That's great. Off of Scherzer. And then Trent Grisham, obviously that was the start of Grish Tober. Uh, and he was huge in that Mets wildcard series, having the home run. Remember There was fans like on social media, Trent Grisham, when the Padres were going to New York from San Diego after they ended the regular season against the Giants, I want to say, he was not on the bus because he was dealing with some personal matters. So fans, they didn't know that. We didn't know that at the time. So a lot of fans were speculating, oh, Grish isn't on the roster. Jose Azokar is going to be the center fielder. I mean, we knew Grisham had struggled a lot during the regular season, but we did not know that Oh, maybe Grish isn't going to be on the roster. We didn't think he was going to miss the roster, and so I didn't believe that. But I was like, "Oh, that's really weird." And then he, so he goes from not being on the bus to joining the team later from because of a personal matter. To and then he goes and hits home runs uh, and is absolutely huge in that series, and that was just the first of home runs on back-to-back nights. One against Scherzer, and then he homered against Degrom the next night. Uh, Jerkson profile homer to right field. That was a line drive. Manny with like a piss missile. I think that's what I called it uh, when he hit that homer. That ball was smashed. That one line drive to left, and that knocked Scherzer out of the game. Uh, Padres seven to one win. You Darvish pitched incredible. Seven innings, one run. Uh, did not walk anyone. As I as I said, start of Grish Tober. That was a great. Great game. Uh, The Padres knew that they were going to have a tough one in game two because they were going to have to face Jacob deGrom. But sitting there, they would have rather faced Jacob deGrom in game two than game three because that meant that they won game one. Because remember, the Mets, they held Jacob deGrom back in that series. Like, they did not announce if he was going to start game two. Or, like, some fans were expecting him to start game one, but they had Scherzer start game one. And then that was going to determine – who was going to start Game Two and Three? If the Mets lost Game One, then they would have went to Grom Game Two. If they would have won Game One, then they would have went Bassett Game Two. But they lost Game One, so they went to Grom Game Two. Grisham still homered off him, but to Grom pitched well enough to you know lead the pod or lead the Mets to a win series even at one. Then they went to Game Three where Chris Bassett pitched, um, and that game is later on in this list as we count down. So that was number five for me. The fourth best game, NLCS game two. Padres won this one eight to five. Remember they were down, was it four nothing or four to one? I think it was four nothing. Uh, and then they had the Brandon Drury and the Josh Bell back to back home runs that put a, a big jolt uh, into the crowd or gave the crowd a lot of energy because yeah, it was a playoff game, but there wasn't a whole lot to cheer for, right? You had the Juan Soto sunball earlier in the game. Uh Blake Snell, he wasn't pitching terribly, but he did allow runs and there were some blue pits. The Sunball, I mean, that just sticks out to me, like I just said. It, not everything was going right for the Padres there. It was like, well, that sucks. Uh, we're gonna be down two-o in this series. I know they ended up losing anyway, but two oh instead of one-one, like that that's not gonna be good going back to Philadelphia. Uh, but they came back, Drury Bell with the home runs. Um In the fifth, Nola had the single off of his brother into right center. Soto doubled to tie it. So um, he he made up for that sunball. I know a lot of Padres fans were pissed at Soto. Like, how? What the heck happened there? Um, You better make up for it. Well, he did. And about that sunball, like where I was sitting, I didn't even see what happened because I was in, I forget what section, but I was down the first baseline well way down the first baseline like in the right field corner but on the first base side i wasn't in the outfield but i could not see the right field corner from my seat so i had no idea what was happening then i looked on social media i'm like oh wow okay uh that's unfortunate but i i didn't think that it really warranted fans to be getting pissed off at soto what could he have done there right he lost in the sun but he did make up for it anyway so um All things were good there. After the Soto uh double tied it, Jury had a two RBI single to center, which made it 6 4. Padres loved having those comebacks in the postseason at Petco Park. Obviously, the crony game, which we'll get to, um, that's going to be near the top probably. uh So there was that game. And then this game, something about the comebacks and those single to center to give the Padres the lead in the postseason at Petco that was magical. Um, and then the bullpen obviously was great. Uh, Manny Homer to make it eight four in the eighth. That was some insurance. Bell also had another single. I think that was down the right field line. Both the home run that he hit was a sm- was smashed uh, to, uh, to excuse me to right, towering home run. And then the ball he hit down the line that most that ball was smashed as well. So um, that was a good game from Bell. Good game from Drury. Manny having the insurance there and then the bullpen obviously locking it down. I think they gave up, what, one run uh, after Snell gave up, I think, four. So that was a great game. Uh, If you saw after the game and the scenes, you know, on the gas lamp and all that, uh, people were like partying like they won, like we won the NLCS and we were going to the World Series. We won the pennant. Uh, But that's just how excited this fan base was to come back um, and I, I, I want to say that was a weekend. So it's not like you know people were at work or anything like that. Uh, or that might have been uh, that might have been a Wednesday now that I think about it because the Dodger series was that was a weekend, I think that ended on the weekend. Um, anyway, that's not the point. The point is the environment at, in the gas lamp outside Peco Park, it was absolutely tremendous. Uh, I know they ended up losing the series, but that was a great game from 2022. So that's number four on my list. Uh, How about number three? Number three, NLDS game two. Padres won this one five to three over the Dodgers. What we remember from this game, obviously, Robert Suarez getting out of those jams. I'm going to remember the Jake Cronenworth just massive home run, insurance home run there in the eighth to give the Padres some insurance to because they, they kind of needed it um, because Freddie Freeman almost hit a home run in the ninth off-hater, went off the wall. That would have made it a one-run game. Uh, it's always nice to have insurance. But Robert Suarez was huge, got out of two jams, bottom six, first and third, no outs, right? He strikes out Justin Turner, and then he gets the 4-6-3, Double play. Will was at first. Uh, I put that in the Will Myers tribute video that's up here on on the YouTube channel. Um, From Crony to Kim to Myers, getting out of that jam was absolutely huge. Biggest play of the series uh, definitely up to that point. I know it was only game two, but it was a huge double play. And then let's make things better. Robert Soros was like, no, I'm not just going to get into one jam and then get out of it. I'm going to get into two jams and then get out of it. Bottom seven, second and third, one out. Robert Suarez gets the ground out to third. A great play here. I know it's just a ground out, but it was a great play. Manny Machado fields the grounder. Make sure that the runner, I think it was Bellinger, make sure that that runner stays at third base and then gets it over to Myers. And Myers, he's there... It was kind of a bad throw, but Myers is there. He is probably going to go tag first base at first, but the runner decides to not just keep running because he wanted to see if Myers would go tag first. Maybe they could score a run. Myers doesn't fall for it. He goes, and instead of tagging the runner and trying to chase him, he goes and tags first base to stop. The guy on third from even thinking about scoring so go watch the video again you probably it's probably a better uh explanation or you know rundown of that play but people don't talk about that play enough like so many things could have gone wrong in that situation like maybe manning doesn't look at the runner at third and he ends up scoring or Manny makes the throw over to first myers tries to go chase down the runner and that guy scores because he's so focused on uh getting the runner, tagging the runner, coming two first. But no, they execute the play perfectly. That's the first out of the inning, or excuse me, the second out, because there was one out in that seventh inning. And then Suarez uh, gets the line out from Will Smith to end that inning. Huge, huge job out of Robert Suarez getting out of those jams there. And then did Hader come in for two innings? He might have came in for two. I want to say he came in for two innings uh in that game or maybe someone pitched the eighth but the sixth and the seventh were the jams that um Suarez got out of so huge job out of him there I'm just kind of doing this from memory for the most part Uh, I have a couple notes here but it's not like I have the box scores and everything up uh, because I just think it's better from a fan perspective to just talk about feelings that I remember from that game instead of just saying oh That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
0: 18 plus. No, I mean, I think my mom's sitting there. We were sitting on the couch, obviously, watching the game. And he's like, or she was like, he's going to get a double play here. And this is talking about the six inning jam. Uh, and like three seconds later, a double play happens. I'm like, well, you were right about that one, mom. Uh, not the first time I've had to say that. Uh, but, and then Crony obviously comes up with the go-ahead home run to make it 5-3. That ball was pissed on. Holy cow. Uh, Crony, he's not known for you know having a ton of power, but that ball was crapped on, uh, smashed. Um, I forget, was it Trinan pitching? I think it was Trinan. But that was huge. Crony was pumped up. Uh, I mean, you don't see a ton of emotion out of him. He didn't have more emotion than the game four hit, but um, that was a huge insurance home run. and. I remember going into that Dodgers series, people did not want Jake Cronenworth starting. Some people didn't. I'm not saying every Padres fan, but I thought it was wild that some people were like, oh, he had a bad wild card series, so maybe we should put Brandon Jury at second base and don't start Jake Cronenworth. I'm like, are you insane? Bob Melvin has trust in his players. Like, If there's one manager that's not going to change the lineup after one series, it's Bob Melvin. And Jake Cronenworth, he's hit in the middle of the lineup the whole year. Like, believe in this guy. He's not going to suck the whole postseason. And, boy, he did not suck in the NLDS. Uh, and in this game, it wasn't just the insurance home run. He drove in the go-ahead run, right? I think it was the ground ball to first, made it 3-2 to it earlier in the game. Then he scored on Profar's go-ahead single to make it 4-3 Padres and then had the insurance home run to make it 5-3. So, it, again, it wasn't just the home run. He was huge. And then, obviously, the double play earlier, you know, with the Robert Suarez um, getting out of that jam. He was huge in that game, uh, too. He's my favorite player, so uh, that was a great game. That's a game that I'll remember for a very long time. So that is number three. So, so far, we got number five, the NL wildcard game, game one. Padres won that one 7-1 to one over the Mets. NLCS, game two. Phillies lost 8-5 to our Padres. Great comeback there, Drury and Bell. And then game three, NLDS game two, Padres won 5 to 3. Suarez gets out of those jams. Crony has a big game. I think, did Myers go deep in it? Or maybe that was game one. Um, but those are three through five so far. We will get to number one and number two in reverse order. So number two and then number one uh, after this message here about Gaglione Bros. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros. Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit GaglioneBros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so game number two, top five games of 2022. I've got the NL wildcard game three. Yes, that was the Joe Musgrove ear game. Buck Showalter, all that crap. Padres won 6 to nothing. I mean, you talk about a great performance from pretty much everyone. Um, you know, going into Game 3, obviously, series tied 1-1. I know I was confident that the Padres could win that game because they had the better starter, in my opinion. Bassett's good, but Joe Musgrove, like, there's no one else I'd rather, I would have rather had on the mound in that situation than Joe Musgrove. And uh, he delivered. Uh, but, you know, going in, obviously, as a fan, you're worried. You're kind of pacing around or just even if you're not pacing around in your mind, it's like, Oh no, what's going to happen here. Uh, can we just get to game time so we can get this out of the way? Um, but Joe shoved absolute credit to Joe seven innings, no runs, one hit, one hit and survive bucks. Obviously ear check. Was it the seventh inning? Something around there. The Potter has already had a big lead and, Buck Showalter goes out there. Uh, I guess it was circulating on social media that Joe Musgrove's ear was shiny. Buck goes out. Umpires go out. Buck asks them to check on him. They check. Manny's over there smiling like the whole time because he knows Joe isn't cheating. Like If there's one person in the whole world that's not going to be cheating in a playoff game, it's probably Joe Musgrove. Uh, He had the quotes, I think, earlier in the week or maybe it was a couple weeks before that about how he didn't feel so great about the 2017 ring that he won with the Astros because of the cheating and all that. Like he wanted to, you know, feel better about a ring. So he's not going to go, you know, cheating, um, in the postseason. Like that's not the guy to do that. Um, but Buck makes a fool out of himself, goes out there, tries to discredit Joe Musgrove's great performance by accusing him of cheating and the umpires check. Nothing happens. Joe wasn't cheating, as we all knew he wasn't cheating. Uh, If you go look at previous starts, like, that's just, he lathers up a sweat. Some guys sweat easier than others. Uh, And, you know, Brian Kenny then makes a fool out of himself the next day uh, on MLB Network saying that Joe Musgrove did cheat and, you know, pulls up the numbers of the spin rate. Like, he had no proof except just, like, the spin rate. Like, the umpires checked. They said he didn't cheat. But then he still goes and said, no, he cheated. Um, So, yeah, I picked apart his argument. That's on YouTube as well if you want to go uh, search that back up uh, on my channel. But, um, yeah, just a situation that didn't need to happen in that game. Just give credit to Joe Musgrove. He dominated you. I'm speaking to Buck Showalter here. Don't, Don't try to discredit him and say, no, this guy's cheating. That's why he's beating us. No. Joe Musgrove pitched his ass off. That's why he beat you guys. Because he had all of his pitches working. He gave up one hit. He had some great defensive plays. Uh, One was from Trent Grisham on the ball hitting the gap. That was a solid hit ball. But he had some good defense behind him as well. Great play off the wall by Grish. How about just give the guy credit instead of saying, go check him, go check him. First inning, he was checking Joe Musgrove's balls. Not his literal balls, but he was checking the balls that Joe threw. And it's like, okay, if you're checking them then, go tell the umpires to check in the first or the second inning or the third inning. Don't wait till the sixth or the seventh, whenever it was, to have the umpires go check. It's too late. Padres have a lead. What's that gonna do? Okay, Joe Musgrove's out of the game in the seventh inning. Even if you let's say he was, he had something on him. Okay you're still going to lose that game because you still have Robert Suarez and Josh Hader there in the bullpen. It's too late. Like So he made a fool out of himself. Tried to discredit Joe. That's obviously what everyone's going to remember from that game. Uh, but I think what we should also remember was Grisham going two for two. He had the single up the middle, Nola having the RBI single to get things started in that game, and the great catch obviously in the right center field gap uh, where he, he caught it and then he was kind of spinning up against the wall. That was great. That, that was part of the Grish Tober. I know, uh, Mr. October and all that. Remember that from the home runs, Reggie Jackson hit and Grish hit home runs as well. He hit three, I believe, um, two in the wild card series, Scherzer to Grom. That's a pretty good two to hit off. And then, uh, game three back at Peco park of the division series. And he went yard. That was the go ahead home run. And that was huge. Uh, it was also a huge crony had the single in game three as well. And I think the Padres won, was it one run? I think they won by one run that game. Um, so great performances all around, but yeah, what I, sh- what I think Padres fans should remember from that game was Buck, obviously embarrassing himself, Joe dominating the Mets and the Mets chanting cheater at Joe when there was no evidence of him doing that. Uh, it-, it was just adrenaline. Like, it's a postseason game. These guys are human. That's why the spin rate is up. Um, he always sweats. But yeah, remember the fans chanting "cheater" and Buck making a fa- uh, a fool of himself. And um, the Grisham, Grisham with the catch and the single. Juan Soto coming through. You know, finally, that's what it felt like with the hit down the left field line. Uh, who else came through in this game? Pretty much every, I think Manny had an RBI in this game. I want to say, yeah, Manny had an RBI. Nola, Grish, Manny, Soda, those were the RBIs in this game. Uh, Six nothing. It was as like smooth as you can make it. Now we were all still, you know, worried, and we were all leaning. If you're watching on the couch, you were all, you know, you were focused. You were leaning probably on your knees, focused watching this game uh, because it's never over in baseball till it's over. It's not like other sports where. In football, you can run out the clock. Soccer, you can run out the clock, play keep away. Hockey, you can play keep away a little bit. Basketball, if you have a 30-point lead, I mean, it's a timed game. There's a clock, right? You can go on a run, but you're still down 15, right? And there's three minutes left. Like, the game's over. Um, So, or or you're just fouling for an hour, right, at the end, Uh, and you're still not going to come back, but that's what you're trying to do is come back and have like a 1% chance of coming back. And that's the way of doing so that's not how it is in baseball. You got to get every out. It's not a timed game. That's what I love about it. Um, But that also is what makes fans like us worried, whatever the score is like, we got this in the bag. No, no, not, not till it's over. Um, I'm still going to be sitting there like, okay, this is what managers do too. Like uh, when are we going to pull this guy? Sometimes managers, they give up – or pitchers, they give up one or two hits, and the manager's like, all right, you're done because we cannot let this snowball. Uh, and then they go bring in a reliever. Um, I know I kind of just went off on a different tangent or went a different route there. Uh, but the point is, obviously, a great game there, 6 nothing, pretty much uh, as great as you could have imagined it going into that game three. And that leads me to – The best game of the 2022 season for the San Diego Padres. I think we all know what it is. Drumroll, please. It was NLDS game for Padres and the Dodgers. The night Petco Park was the most alive probably ever. The night the Padres slayed the dragon. Jake Cronorth, the hero. But let's start off first with Joe Musgrove. Six innings, two runs, eight strikeouts. So he pitches game three against the Mets, winner-take-all game. No one else I'd rather have on the mound. Then he he fa- he's facing the Dodgers game four. No one else I'd rather have on the mound. And he has a solid start. And then the bullpen, um, after Stephen Wilson gave up a run, so they've, the Potters have allowed three runs, and they were chasing, obviously. Three-nothing. Tim Hill, Robert Suarez, Josh Hader, they didn't allow any runs. That was obviously huge. Padres won by two. Bottom seven, down three, nothing. It was uh there wasn't a whole lot of energy in the ballpark at that time, but it was kind of like NLCS Game 2. Like, why why would there be a ton of energy? Right? Uh because it, it looked like it was going to a game five. I remember. The San Diego Wave had a playoff game that I was going to the next day. And I'm like, okay, can we please end this here? Because I don't want to have to be simultaneously paying attention to two San Diego playoff games at the same time. I don't want to go back to Dodger Stadium. Let's end it right here. Let's make this like the best night ever. And that's exactly what happened. It didn't look like it was going to happen, down 3 nothing, But seventh inning, Nola has the bouncer that you know wasn't fielded cleanly by Freeman. That scores a run. Kim obviously has the double down the left field line. I think it was Justin Turner. He was playing back and a little off the bag. Ended up helping the Padres, a bouncer down the left field line. Uh, Soto has the game-tying single to right. Comes up clutch. Uh, He came up clutch a couple times in the NLCS as well. That was huge. And obviously he was big in the wild card series game three, having a hit there, driving in a run down the left field line. I know that wasn't hit great, but this one was squared up. Single uh, to right, ties the game. He's as pumped up as we've seen him in a Padres uniform. And then my man, Jake Cronor, steps up to the plate, and it's a moment that Padres fans should never forget. Single to center field. Jake rounds, goes to second base, and at the same time that he did it, it was like I knew what he was going to do. I gave a big fist pump, you know, fist punch, air, you know, punch in the air, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he was doing that towards the dugout. And Petco Park was going insane. Five three lead. Dave Roberts um, didn't know what to do with himself, and the Dodgers were like, you know, stunned pretty much probably because they they had a three nothing lead going into the inning, right. Uh, and, you know, Profar is going nuts. All of Petco Park is going nuts. And obviously, as I mentioned, Hill and Suarez and Hayter not allowing any runs uh, after three runs were allowed by Musgrove and Wilson combined. And it wasn't bad for, by Musgrove. Like, two runs, you'll take that against the Dodgers. Um, that was huge. But. What obviously, if you were there at Petco Park and everyone listening or watching this probably wasn't all there. Some of you were, like I was. And I was blessed to be there. Uh, Very grateful of the situation um, that I am in. And I hope that everyone that was there uh, was grateful that they got to be there as well. What we're going to remember is that eighth inning, eighth inning, I think, when it started pouring, no one left their seat. Well, they left the seat, but they were just standing at their seat. Uh, everyone was standing in between innings. They were playing Blink-182, all the small things, and the whole stadium singing it. And that kind of became the song of the Padres You know, the rest of the postseason. I think they played it during the NLCS as well when the Padres made that comeback in Game 2. But that moment right there, it's like, man, that is what sports is all about like bringing joy to 40,000 people that are there together. Everyone's united. Um, Obviously this Padres organization has been through a lot, a lot of ups and downs, but to finally get that moment, and it was against the Dodgers. It wasn't in 2020 when there were no fans there. It was just, you know, the players' families and all that. That would have been great too, but this was, you know, probably more fulfilling, you know, at home, you had Joel Musgrove on the team, right? You know, San, the San Diego guy. And, uh, you know, the players' emotions after the game. And you don't see Jake Cronenberg show a lot of emotion, but he was pumped up. A lot of let's effing go. And Will, obviously, after the game, going into the bars and buying beers for everyone, taking a lot of pictures in there with the fans and really embracing the fans and the players' uh I wasn't there for this part, but I guess the players, they went around the field, high-fiving the fans. Um, It's a moment that San Diego's not going to forget, right? That, That has to be the number one game of 2022. How can it not be? What other game was better than NLDS game four? Sure. Was and the wild card game, game three, when the Padres won 6 nothing, was that cleaner, crisper? Sure. But to come back against the Dodgers down 3 nothing, score five runs in an inning, and just that was like the knockout blow right there. And then Josh Hader in the ninth inning, I don't want to forget this, striking out Betts, Turner, and Freeman, all three of them. Those are three of the best hitters in baseball. And he said, "No, you're taking a seat. You're taking a seat, and you're taking a seat." I mean, what a way to end it. And then Jesse's call. Man, I wish Don and Mud were on the call. Uh, you know how Mud he was crying in 2020 when the Padres made it to the postseason. I, I don't even imagine what Don and Mud how that would have sounded if they were on the call on TV when that moment happened. And that sucks that they're they're not on the call, but. I do appreciate uh, I understand it too, you know, the TV rights and all that, but I do appreciate um, and uh, I'm grateful that Jesse and Tony got to be on the call. Right. And Jesse's call was tremendous. Slay the dragon. Gonna remember that Uh, this series is over, you know, that was great. Um, So I could probably keep, I could probably remember more stuff from the night and all that. In fact, I'll, 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 say this too, you know, going out of Petco, outside Petco and, uh, you know, walking to the trolley and just high-fiving random stranger Padres fans. Like that's what sports is about. Just joy. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to high-five you because that was the best moment of our lives probably right there. Like our best moment in a long time. That was the best Padres moment of my life for sure. Cause I was three the last time they actually made the postseason, and they punched their ticket to the NLCS it's not like, or I'll say this. I don't even think fans, uh, to be honest, I think we were so happy that we beat the Dodgers. I don't even think we were focused on, do you know what this means? We're going to the NLCS. We get to host a playoff game because it was against the Phillies. We had that advantage over them. You understand we get home field advantage in the NLCS. Obviously they ended up having the advantage because they had three home games. We had two because that's how long the series went, but, we weren't even focused on the NLCS happening, and we were gonna get to be at it the next Padres postseason game, the next two. We were focused on we just beat the freaking Dodgers, and seeing Clayton Clayton Kershaw's face after it, and Dave Roberts, uh, hearing the story later in the off that he had to get out of San Diego so fast, and they went to another country because they had to get they had to get out of San Diego because Dave Roberts lives in San Diego. In the offseason, uh, and just how sad and heartbroken the Dodgers were after the game. It was tremendous, it was great. So, yeah, I guess uh I guess that's it. My top five Padres games of 2022. Number five NL wild card game one, Padres won seven to one over the Mets. Number four, the NLCS game two, Phillies five, Padres eight. NLDS game two is my number three. Padres won 5-3. All the jams that Suarez got out of. Crony had a great game. Game two is, or excuse me, game three, NL wild card. 6 nothing win for the Padres. The Joe Musgrove ear game. Um, what a great performance there. Smooth game when you look at the score. Uh, and then number one, there was no other choice. NLDS game four, Padres won 5-3. The night they slayed the dragon series was over, as Jesse says, or Jesse said, um, that was great. And then honorable mentions, obviously, the Alfaro walk-offs, the Chrono walk-off against the Dodgers uh, in the regular season. Opening day, remember, Musgrove started, and I think C.J. Abrams homered. It wasn't opening day, but it was the home opener for the Padres. That was a great game. There was a game against the Rockies earlier in the season. Not the Drury game. But that with the Grand Slam, that was, a, that was an honorable mention, as I said earlier. Um, but there was also another game. I think Musgrove started. They were playing tic-tac-toe on the mound, Manny homered. I think they won that game. They scored six or seven runs in that game. I know they won the game. It was like 6-1, something like that. It was a pretty smooth game. The game against the White Sox, the Saturday game, the day before they clinched the spot, that was their last win before clinching a playoff spot. Where uh, they had home run. Soto had a Homer, I believe. Myers, I think Homered. Manny Homered, I want to say. Uh, big performances, crony, I think Homered. Um, so that was not, that's another game you probably have to mention up there. I'm probably forgetting a lot of games, but uh, those are just some honorable mentions. Let me know your thoughts. did you do you think I got the top five right? What would you what would your top five games of 2022 be? Maybe it's the same games, but it's a different order. Let me know. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here, episode 310 of Talking Friars. Have a good one. Enjoy these holidays, and go Padres. See ya.